Welcome back, party people. We are here for another episode of Legally Dirty Blonde. And today we have made it to the close of evidence and testimony in the Depp versus Heard defamation case in Fairfax, Virginia. If you can believe it, closing arguments are tomorrow. So let's get into what happened today because guess what, guys? Amber took the stand again. All right, so before we get to Amber taking the stand again, first first we got to get the boring witnesses out of the way. I'm just kidding. They're not boring. But first, we get to Dr. Richard Gilbert, who is an orthopedic surgeon from Northwell Health Systems in New York. So represent New York, my home state. But anyway, so this is... um. We are, we're still on Johnny's rebuttal case, so these are his witnesses. So he puts up this expert, Ortho, who has never treated Johnny, but so he's basically there the same way that Amber's expert, Dr. Robert Moore, was there. And what do you think he said? He disagrees with how, the, how Dr. Moore said that the finger incident happened. He says that a vodka bottle thrown at a distance is more than sufficient force to result in this type of fracture and tissue loss. Now, he also, I know a lot of people had questions about this. The glass fragments, there were no glass fragments in Johnny's finger. So he actually said that the lack of glass fragments isn't really a big deal in this situation. He said it really doesn't play a role. He said in a majority of these types of velocity incidents, you don't see glass. More, It's more common when you're talking about like fine glass, like a wine glass breaking, like which would break into shards or something. Um, like it wasn't... Um, not like the way that a a handle, like a vodka handle is. You guys know what it looks like. It's a lot more thick. So he said that like it's not it's not weird that there wouldn't be glass in the injury. And I think that that makes sense. But again, you guys let me know what you think. So after this doctor, Dr. Gilbert, the orthosurgeon expert, Johnny rested his case. So Johnny rested his rebuttal case. And, you know, I think I, I thought we were going to get that flight attendant. I don't know why she wasn't there. Also, remember that list that I gave you guys was from Court TV of his potential rebuttal witnesses. So we don't know how true that was, although it did have a number of the witnesses we thought it did. But anyway, so Johnny rested his rebuttal case after that. Then Amber puts on her sir rebuttal case. And like, you know how like the way we talked about how you start with direct examination, then it moves on to cross-examination. Cross-examination has to be within the scope of direct examination. And then when you have redirect, it has to be within the scope of cross. So it like keeps getting smaller like a funnel. That's sort of the same way that all of these rebuttals go. So it all has to like be within the scope of what was said last, basically. Does that, if that makes sense? Um, so the questioning that's going to go on on her sir rebuttal should really only be things that went on in Johnny's rebuttal. So her first sir rebuttal witness was a forensic analysis expert who was there to basically rebut what the guy for Johnny said yesterday about the pictures. I'm sorry, I totally don't have his name. I think he actually said it was Acker now that I'm remembering. I think it's A-C-E-R. A-C-K-E-R, excuse me. Um, He basically testified that he was able to find an authentic photo in that iTunes backup that the guy from yesterday, Johnny's expert, said, like, no, there's no way to authenticate these. Um, You know, on cross with him, we had Dennison doing cross. 
He actually did really well in this cross, I thought. He said, he was asked, like, so you, what about these pictures? Uh, yesterday, this guy said they were identical and they, they, they look exactly the same, don't they? He was like, I have no testimony or opinion on those because no one has told me that they're not authentic. Well, that doesn't sound like a great answer, right? They also show him the two photos that we've been looking at and saying they obviously look identical with, like, some fucking Instagram filter on them. And he's like, yeah, uh, uh, they look identical visually, but their, their, like, metadata has to be different. He really wasn't a very effective witness for Amber. And as we know, they are running out of time, so they had a lot. You know, they were rushing. They were definitely rushing. Um, after him... We had Dr. Hughes. We have heard from Dr. Hughes. She, I think she was up on the first, she was Amber's first witness. And a lot of people had a lot of problems with Dr. Hughes. You know, she um, she was a little bit gender biased. You know, I, I don't think I'm going to lie about that. Her testimony came across that way, at least. Um, which makes sense, I guess, maybe for the client that she's here for. Anyway, moving right along. This is basically Dr. Hughes versus Dr. Curry. We heard from Dr. Curry on Johnny's rebuttal. Dr. Hughes comes back and is like, everything she said was wrong. Um... She said she definitely has PTSD, meaning Amber, and that she administered all the tests properly and so on and so forth. And to be honest with you, I found this a little bit annoying because she kept saying, you know, oh, Dr. Curry's not board certified, so she's not qualified to give you any any expert testimony on this. And honestly, that's just not true. And it's a little bit obnoxious. It's actually super fucking obnoxious. So I also found this... Oh, well, Dennison did the cross of, of her again, did the, another cross, and they, he basically, he actually did a very good cross on her. He came up and he was like, please read the manual. What is the manual for this test that you said you administered? And she basically didn't follow the rules, and she looked like a dum-dum. So she just looked like she was arguing with an instruction manual of how to administer a, psych, a psychiatric test that she didn't do properly. I do have to say, though, I don't really like how these two psych experts are like, it has to be one or the other. I wish that they kind of said, you know, psychology is very, it's it's not an exact science. And I think most people would agree with me that it's not an exact science. And instead of saying like, I'm right and she's wrong. And it, I, I almost wish that they could have just said, it's not an exact science. We came to different conclusions. Like instead of literally being like, she doesn't have the right qualifications and so on and so forth. It just kind of makes a joke out of the whole thing. And I, and I, I don't love that, but Anyway, as you can see, like at this point, we're having a battle of the experts. It's I've said this from the beginning, from since we saw heard our first expert battle of the experts at trial. It's going to be, come down to which experts do they believe more? Well, you know what? Actually, to be fair, it's usually about the battle of the experts, but in this case, since it's celebrities, it's going to be like which one of them? Which one of them is most credible? Period. I don't even know how much they heard from a lot of these forensic as experts, aside from the one that showed the pictures that looked identical. It's hard to follow all of this stuff, so we'll see what happens there. But next, we got on to the, to the show of the day, which was Amber Heard taking the stand again. Now, I actually have a couple of thoughts on this. I don't know why they put Johnny back on yesterday, unless, you know, he maybe wanted to say his, his piece, or... I don't know if he knew that if he took the stand, she would never let him have the last word and that she would definitely get back up there. And that's why they did it. And they took that chance that she would get back up there and Camille would have the chance to destroy her. Because, guys, when I tell you that Queen Camille once again came came to us with this beautiful cross-examination, she's just, I'm going to play you a bunch of clips from it because it's just fucking phenomenal and you need to hear it. It deserves to be praised. But anyway, on, on her direct during her rebuttal, 
She talks about how she suffered publicly. And listen, I'm not going to lie. My, you know, my mom, she's uh, she's she's been following this as much as as much as, you know, she can bear with me talking about it, to be fair. But um, she even said today, I kind of feel bad for her. And I was like, like, mom, how dare you? Not not really. But I kind of knew what she meant. And I know people are going to be mad that I said that. But it's just kind of pathetic to see her. That's what I mean. It's just it's just a little pathetic to watch her up there. So basically, though, I'll tell you what she had to say. She suffered publicly. She talks about how she's harassed and humiliated and threatened every day. Even walking into court, she's threatened. And I don't know if she's threatened walking into court, but I definitely hear people yelling at her. I will say that. Um... You know, she says, like, parts of her, this has been used to humiliate her. She said she gets death threats. She even said somebody told her they want to put her baby in the microwave. And I heard from Ian Runkel, who was on Legal Bites today, that when she was telling all of these, uh, you know, sob stories, that the jury was giving her eye rolls. So, I don't know. I think that says something. But regardless, it's a little interesting, too, though, because she told a story earlier about Johnny wanting to put her dog in the microwave. And it's a weird... um, similarity to you know I, I you guys tell me doesn't it sound a little weird that this microwave seems very constant um you know she talked about she basically talked about how she wakes up screaming there are rules with her intimate partners and rules with her family and friends of how they can touch her and how they can speak to her which I'm like that sounds like probably how you were before any of this happened but anyway um she's like I'm not the one who is snickering in the courtroom she's also again guys she's trying to cry and I'm not going to lie. I think that this is probably the most offensive thing is that she thinks that she's smarter than everybody in the room. And it's that's offensive. It's offensive to me. Honestly, I find it offensive. I'm sure the jury finds it offensive because they're like, don't waste my time. Again, let me know what you guys think. I'm always interested. She says, I just want Johnny to leave me alone. She just wants him to go away, which I find also interesting because she's also saying like she wants him to stare at her. So I don't know. She can't really have it both ways. Now, honestly, the best part of this, and when I say the best, I mean the part that I like was actually LOLing at, was when she was like, I have the right as an American to tell my story and tell my truth. And like, we are about to sing the Star Spangled Banner out here. Get the Pledge of Allegiance ready. Amber Heard is a motherfucking patriot out of nowhere. Now, Let me tell you, this is going to be used in their closing argument. This is a First Amendment argument that they are trying to make. They are trying to say, this is the right to free speech. Amber Heard has the right to say whatever she'd like to say. That's what they're preparing for. Wait for it. We heard it in opening statements, too. They talk about that First Amendment. Rotten Born started with it. So just remember, that's definitely what they're going to go for. Um... I'm not even going to try to explain to you how Camille dis... Um, I, I won't even do it any justice. Camille Camille just does it again. She just comes in. She knows exactly what she's doing. So I'm just going to play you guys a couple of clips because, I, I, you know, I think it's better coming from her than it is from me, right? So here, we'll start here. ...testify that this case has been very hard for you. So let's talk about that and why. Your lies have been exposed to the world multiple times, right? I haven't lied about anything I've been here to say. I mean, coming in hot. Camille, coming in hot. I love it. There's a couple, so stay with me. Once you brought Mr. Depp back to your trailer, he trashed it, correct? And the manager of the Hicksville trailer park was furious that Johnny had wrecked the whole thing. Do you remember that testimony? That's correct. Well, we heard from that manager of the Hicksville trailer park, Morgan Knight, on Monday, didn't we? 
I'm not quite sure who that guy was or if he had any involvement in this. I know a lot of people have come out of the woodwork to be in, involved. So you're accusing Mr. Knight of testifying and committing perjury? I'm not accusing anyone. I just don't recognize that man. You heard Mr. Knight testify that it was actually you who was upset with Mr. Depp spending time away from him. Isn't that correct? How would he know? He wasn't there. You heard Mr. Knight testify that it was actually you who was yelling at Mr. Depp. Again, I've heard a lot of people say a lot of things to be involved in the Johnny Depp show, but he wasn't there. I know how many people will come out of the woodwork to be in support of Johnny. So you think Ms. Moss needs to come out of the woodwork to testify for Mr. Depp? Everybody who was around in the 90s and the early aughts knew that rumor. I had heard that rumor from multiple people. Of course, that's what flashed through my head when my violent husband not only swung for me, but all of a sudden swung for my sister. I know how many people will come out and say whatever for him. That's his power. That's why I wrote the op-ed. Is I was speaking to that phenomenon. How many people will come out in support of him and will fall to his power? He is a very powerful man, and people love currying favor with powerful men. Currying favor know that and risking jail it. time for committing perjury? Excuse me? Now, I don't know if you guys heard that, but she just admitted there that she wrote the op-ed about Johnny Depp. So that was a blunder on her part. I don't know if the jury even picked up on it. I don't know if they even care anymore because if they already know it on their own, but she just admitted that in her own testimony. So that's not a great thing for Amber Heard. Um, All right. I got one more for you. And this was the mic drop moment for Camille. So here it is. Do you see that you're testifying that defendants exhibit 725, which is reflected on the right side, reflects spilled wine on the floor in penthouse five? That's correct. Okay. And defendants exhibit 512 and 725 seem to be different versions of the same picture, don't they? That's correct. Okay. So which is it? Which one was taken on December 15th, 2015, or May 21st, 2016? If you remove the redacted metadata, you can find out. It's right there. Or if you're telling the truth, you would know. That was the end of the testimony. So basically, that whole thing was that they put in two pictures. It was two identical pictures. They said one was from December 15th, 2015, and that the other was from May 21st, 2016. Mind you, they were the exact same photo. So Camille was confronting her about that and was saying, now, which one of these, uh, which which date is it from? What do you mean? And she, she couldn't tell us, guys. So it was a... It was a rather effective cross-examination, once again, from Camille. I truly don't understand why they put her back on the stand. Well, quickly, I'll, we'll talk about it in a second, but she did. She, she had a redirect. It was actually Rottenborn doing her testimony this time. Interesting. So she was switched up from, because remember, Elaine did it when she actually took the stand the first time. So on redirect, she, um, she, you know, she's just asked, and you never faked any injuries, right? And of course she says no. They talk about how Johnny promised her global humiliation, and she's using that to say, like, you know, this smear campaign against me, and so on and so forth. Now, I just have to say that I do I do find it very interesting that they put her back on the stand. I don't understand why they did that. Um, aside from what I said earlier, either it was either a last-ditch effort, and they really were like, we have nothing else. We, we got to throw it on out there. We just have to throw it out there because literally we have nothing else to go on. We got to hope that she can cry. We got to hope she can muster up those tears, right? Um, or she was like, get me up there. I can't let him have the last word. I'm going to have the last fucking word. I got to say what I need to say. And I don't know. I Like, what do you think? She got... She got destroyed by Camille the first time. Why would you ever be like, let me try it again. I could do it this time. I'm going to do good this time. Camille's smart. She did a great job. 
So after Amber took, uh, stepped off the stand, she rested her case and that was it. So I don't know. Like I said, guys, chestnut checkers, chestnut checkers. You can just see the difference in the legal teams here. I'm not saying that her legal team is bad, but they're not, you know, the, the Depp legal team is in another category. They really are. I mean, there are lawyers that have been practicing for a very long time that are talking about Camille. This is going to be a great thing for her career, guys. Oh, all right. I have a couple of notes that I just wanted to go through quickly. Number one, somebody said that um, Amber Heard's hair looked like a croissant yesterday, and I can't stop laughing about it. It is so funny because it actually does. Please go look at it. I also really want one now. Um, So also today, we got to see this, which is exciting for people that are nerds like me. You get to watch, not watching jury instructions isn't exciting. That's an absolute lie. It's actually one of the most boring things ever. But you just got to see a little bit behind the scenes. They did some arguments over jury instructions and... Basically, number one, we found that they're not getting an anti-slap instruction defense or defense instruction. So she's not allowed to use that anti-slap that we talked about. If you want to know about it, go back, guys. I'm not explaining it again. Sorry. Um, if you really want to know, you can ask me and I'll explain it, but I'm not doing it here. Um, another one was her talking about, remember how we talked about in Adam Waldman's uh, video deposition, there were a lot of instructions for him not to answer the question because of attorney-client privilege. Basically, Rottenborn was trying to make an argument to the judge saying, hey, judge, you should allow the jury to infer that he was hiding something by, you know, by following the instructions of the attorney not to divulge information that is protected by attorney-client privilege. That is not okay. That is a negative inference that is not okay. It's like inferring somebody's guilty for pleading the fifth. You're not allowed to do that as a juror. The judge was like looking at him like, are you kidding me right now? You're actually you want me to infer you want me to tell the jury that they should infer that he is lying and hiding something like that's not how that works. Attorney client privilege protects the client and the attorney, but it protects the client. It's there for a reason. It's not there so you can infer something negative. And obviously the judge struck that down like hell no, Rottenborn. So let me see what else we have. Oh, I did want to say that. One thing that I think that Camille did was that was very important. You know, obviously she was just going through like contradiction after contradiction after lie, but she didn't just put, she didn't just go after and say, look, 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 jury, everything that Johnny says isn't the same as what Camille says. She went through and said, look, all of these not, all of these neutral witnesses that have no allegiance to either her or my client, they said this and she's lying still. Their contra- like it doesn't match up. So it's not just Johnny's word that doesn't match up with hers. It's all these other witnesses, all these other neutral witnesses that her her word doesn't line up with theirs either. And they have no skin in the game. So I thought that that was like a pretty, you know, a pretty good move on her part. Let's see what else we um All right. So overall I'm like, okay, so at the end of the day Amber Heard just wants you to believe that everybody else is lying except for her. Everybody else is lying. Um, all the LAPD cops are lying for Johnny Depp. Um, you know, his front door man is lying for him. I'm talking neutral witnesses here. Uh, the guy from the trailer park is lying for him, too. And all of their stories are fake, but Amber's is true. So I don't know. You know, we'll see what a jury thinks. It's so hard to know. It's really impossible to know. But from what I heard from Ian Runkle, who is in the courtroom and watching the jury... He uh, he doesn't necessarily feel that the jury is buying what she's selling. Also, this whole like Patriot Patriot Act thing that uh, Amber Heard's going for, I'm a little, 
I'm a little like, guys, I think we're a little too late for that. Amber's not exactly, she doesn't really put out the, um, you know, American dream thing here. I think, um, again, a little too late. So let's just talk about what they're going to do for closing. So tomorrow, 9 a.m., we're going in. Closings. Um, two hours for closing. It's going to be the same as openings were. A split between Ben Chu and Camille Vasquez. And then it's going to be a split between Elaine Bredehoff and Ben uh, Rottenborn. And they each, each side has two hours. And this will be the order that it goes in. Johnny Depp will have his closing. Heard will have her rebuttal to Johnny's closing and then do her closing for her, her counterclaim. Then Johnny will have his rebuttal to her counterclaim. And then Heard will have her counterclaim argument. So it's like four overall. They're going to have to figure out what time they want to give. You know, it's, it's up to them to decide. So tomorrow will be interesting, guys. Uh, let me see. Oh, I, this was kind of funny. Um, at the end of all of this, it turned out that Amber had, I believe, 12 minutes left on their clock. And 12 minutes, they were really like, damn, that was close. Um, Time management for them. They got a lot better at it this last week, right? Got to give it to them. Got to give it to them. They got it together the last week. That's what Elaine said during the jury instruction part. But, and I think Johnny had five hours left, almost six maybe. So interesting, right? Um, Chestnut checkers, guys, I'm telling you. So let me see. So yeah, this will be interesting. They're not going to, you know, Memorial Day weekend. Have a, you know, have a great weekend, everybody. I hope everybody gets to be outside and enjoy some beautiful weather. Also, I just want to say that I've literally not been editing these at all. I've just been putting them out there because by the time I'm done, it's usually pretty late. And I'm just like, sorry, guys, if I say something terrible or if something sounds stupid, you're going to have to live with me. So they will start deliberations tomorrow. They'll finish, um, closing, closing arguments, then they will hear jury instructions and jury instructions will probably take them an hour or so to get read. They get they're read to them out loud. And I believe that they, they get a paper copy back with them, but it's a lot guys. It is a lot. And it is so boring. They should figure out a better way to do jury instructions because it's complicated and it's, it's fucking annoying. It, it definitely is. But so they'll start deliberating tomorrow, and basically the judge said, I don't serve dinner, so it's a reasonable time, so they're going to be out before dinner, and they won't be back until Tuesday, so we'll see what happens. I heard some people on uh, Legal Bites that think that they're going to be done by tomorrow. They're going to know. They're, they're going to come back with an answer immediately, and they're going to say, we're going off and enjoying our weekend, and other people don't, don't agree with that, but we'll have to see, right? None of us can really pretend to get into the mind of the jurors ever. So before we um, before we go today, I just want to say thank you to a number of people this week that reached out and that I've had some wonderful conversations with. Awana on Twitter. I hope I'm pronouncing this right, by the way. Robin on Instagram, Christina, Laura, and Whitney, who gave me a wonderful review this week. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate everything. I really do. It's been a wild ride these last few weeks, right? So again, if you... If you haven't already, follow the show on Twitter and on Instagram. At on Twitter, it's LD Blonde Pod, and on Instagram, it's Legally Dirty Blonde Pod. And if you do have a minute, I would appreciate it if you could please rate and review the show. It means the world to me. And we'll be back tomorrow for closing arguments. But until then, remember, legally, dirty blondes have more fun. Mm-hmm.